Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I am joined in studio by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? I'm doing well. I uh, I expected a little bit more of, um, not animosity, what's the word I'm looking for? Contention between the two of you. Uh, considering the fact that... We got some is, time. We got some time before the big <laughs> the uh, playoff game on uh, Sunday. So what are we, where are we at? Wednesday? We got some time. We got some time. Uh, but yeah, listen. And by the way, I've told you guys, I'm kind of like a Cubs fan back in the day. I'm like a Red Sox. <laughs> like I, have, I have no expectation that we're going to win. I didn't expect us to beat Tampa Bay. We did. This, this one's a big one. This one's a big one on Sunday because, you know, I grew up with that, you know, Cowboys, 49ers, Candlestick Park, you know, Joe Montana and Steve Young and Troy Aikman and all that stuff. So um, very excited. I will be going up there for, for the game. So I'm pumped oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, there we go. I'm, I am heading up there. That's so. going to be a fun game, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it's not close, but <laughs> we'll see. And it goes in the Niners' direction. But, uh, I yeah, that's... I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm not nervous for that game. I mean, the Cowboys looked like a good Truth team last week. Truth be told, Brandon is nervous if they're playing the worst team in the league. So <laughs> I am. Yeah. I mean, they've won, what, 11 straight games? They have. Should I, they win? Yes. Should the 49ers win? Yes. yes. But will they? We don't know. You know? But I got to play the game. The months of the buildup from, from you, Arash, saying, when was it? In November that you were very confident in the Cowboys this season? They seem like then, a different Cowboys team. You know, d- Defensively, a very good d- defensive team. They get turnovers. They, they can run the ball with Tony Pollard. It is Ezekiel and Dak again. You know, Dak is not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but I think he had done enough so far when I made those comments. But yeah, you know, for the for the first time since back in the '90s, back to back 12 win seasons, um, first road playoff game since back in 1992. I mean, it's been, been a long time. How much does Purdy scare you? A lot. Listen, the way he's playing, and again, uh, you know, generally speaking, I mean, if you had told me at the beginning of the season that that they were a victory. Over the last pick in the draft, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. But no, the way Brock Purdy's played, it's, it's incredible. And again, this is sort of like that Tom Brady type um, season where I, I, they come into the season expecting to start Trey Lance, right? Then it's Jimmy G, then Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy leads them all the way to the Super Bowl, um, I don't see how you can't begin next season with Purdy as the guy. I think another thing is like, the lines are moving. I think a lot of people really think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I mean, the Niners, it's kind of criminal. They're only three and a half at home. 
that's kind of criminal, don't you think? Like that could be like the way they've played. Like, yeah. I mean, that's good for them because sure. they're, they're going to feel disrespected that yeah. they think the Cowboys will even be close to them. I mean, the fact of the matter is, um, could it happen? Absolutely. The Cowboys played their best playoff game in years, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it yeah. certainly could happen. But you got to understand, last year's Niners team that beat that Cowboys team was not even like 50% of as good as this team, you know? So this is a whole nother animal. I think more pressure is on the Cowboys for sure. Why so? I mean, I think that everyone's viewing San Francisco as the best team in the league. You guys haven't lost in 11 straight. And by the way, so that San Francisco team, you'll be the first to assess was a very good team. I mean, they were a drop pick away from being in Super Bowl. Perhaps this team's way better. Yeah. But I'm I'm just saying they were a drop pick away from going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. It wasn't a bad bad team. Not by any means. And Dallas was arguably as good last season. You know, they were were a very good team. But I think the the emergence of Tony Pollard has really raised the ceiling of this team, which will make it a close game. I mean, look, CeeDee Lamb, you guys want free money. You guys like free money. He's going to (laughs) go nuts against the Niners secondary. The Niners secondary cannot guard elite receivers. They just cannot cover them. DK went off. Devontae, a couple weeks ago in the regular season, went off. So that's where Dak's going to throw like 300 passing yards. It's going to be about turnovers, right? We talked about this yesterday. Does Brock Purdy take care of the ball? If he does, the Niners probably win. If Dak turns the ball over, the the Niners probably win. Yeah. Right? I just kind of think about it like this. Like, this is the best Niners team I've seen in my lifetime of any of these teams, okay, in my so opinion. But better than the team that got to the Super Bowl? In 2019. Uh, the, uh, or 2019, okay. yeah. 2020. Yeah. Better than the Harbaugh teams, okay. in my opinion. Yeah. Who makes you more nervous in a big game, in a big moment? Dak Prescott or Tony Romo? More nervous? Again, I, I I have no expectation that like either one of those guys is going to win a big game. That's why so Dak could. playing his best game of his career, and I know Tampa Bay is not that great, but listen, it's still a playoff game. It's still a road playoff game. So for Dak to play that kind of a game, really a perfect game. It was incredible to watch. And so the beauty of going into a game with n- n- no expectations is I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. And again, I to... I, I hope it's a close game. Not that I'd be happy if the Cowboys lost close, but I don't want to get into a situation where they get blown out. Yeah, and I've told you how I feel, Rush. I do think that a blowout is going to happen. And San Francisco's going to blow out the Cowboys? Yeah, and no. I don't mean to keep raining on no, your parade, fine. but the Buccaneers are an 8-9 and nine football team. You who were supposed to be the They were 9-8. They were 9-8. and eight. They were, nine and eight. They were supposed to beat the Cowboys, by the way. They were eight and nine, but they, they, they were sh- under five. I thought they were going to beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys dusted them. Well, so. now they're like, yeah, okay. So like, they lost their last game. Okay, yeah, they were they were under five hundred. Yes, and they just four, that matters, four of their wins were against the NFC South. Yeah, so they've only won four games against non divisional opponents. That team stunk, Arash. Okay, that team was terrible. I again, I'm seeing the look on your face. Well, because right now. like like so, the Tampa Bay has beaten some uh, good teams this year. I. Th- Think I'm trying to. Anyways, did they want a playoff game? They won a road playoff game for the first time in 30 years. Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. They may have finished his career, so that's great. At the end of the day, what I don't and I get people did that with the Vikings. If you win 12 games in the National Football League, you're not a bad team, right? Like you're a good team. They were a, a 12 win team a year ago. They the, going into this game, they're not nervous because they played San Francisco a year ago as a six point game. They're driving and. They Again, controversial last play where they thought, we have one more play. Give us that last play. And who knows what happens. But but they, they felt that they were robbed of one last play. 
I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's not a blowout. For goodness sakes, they have a good defense. They can run the ball. They've been in this position before. Again, they've done stuff this year that they haven't done since back when they've won three Super Bowls in four years. Back to back twelve win seasons, road playoff game. You know, th- th- these are things that I haven't seen in quite some time. Let's say you were forced to to place a bet on the spread. Which way would you lean? Well, it's three and a half right now. Three that kind of favors now. the 49ers. Yeah, so San Francisco's favored by three and a half. I, I do think that they'll win. I think that they'll win uh, close. I think I think it'll maybe come down to uh, like a field goal. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. Yeah, that's why, that's why I am shocked. Well, not shocked because maybe there's no one else out there, but... Brett Maher did something that we'll never see again. And we've never seen it before. And we'll never see it again. Not only do you miss four straight PATs, incredible to watch that play out in real time. Five straight. When you go back to, he only attempted one PAT against Washington. He missed that. He missed five straight PATs. So hard to do. I mean, like no one that we've never seen anything like that before. When you say PAT, and I don't think this was a PAT, but was the Romo moment with it was closer than a PAT. And how how about this for you? I was there on the sideline in Seattle, standing right next to John Clayton, and I'm watching it play out. And in real time, for whatever reason, I'm like, oh my god, they called a fake (laughs) because there was enough of a lane for Tony Romo to like run for at least the first down. Um, And he gets tripped up and he falls. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? And it was Bill Parcells last game as a coach. Um, Incredible to watch that play out in real time. I've never seen anything like that. uh, Yeah. I mean this, look, this game, I've said it a thousand times. It's going to be higher scoring than people think, in my opinion. I know last year's game was, what, 23-17 or something? Yeah. Something like that. I think it'll be similar to that outcome. Um, I do think the Niners should and should win by, by... five um i don't know about a blowout i hope so exactly i hope so like that'd be great um but this is a game that's that's look when a team loses to a team the year before in a big playoff game and they're embarrassed i mean there's a lot of narratives on the line the reason why i say the pressure is on dallas is because of jerry i mean every game they play it's like look they oh they got to go to the super bowl no this is a successful season dude they haven't won a road playoff game in how long 30 years exactly and they just did okay so (laughs) consider it a win if they lose to the team that ends up winning the super bowl 30 years ago uh so this was their last uh road uh playoff win in candlestick park the 1992 championship game you know joe montana's on the sideline steve young still hasn't proven himself cowboys have the the lead late and they have this like amazing Amazing, you know, picture of Joe Montana with his helmet on. Like he wants to get called. Like, like put me in, coach. And, and then it took Steve Young a, a couple of years before he finally did get his first win. And then he has the, that moment, like, take the monkey off my back. And mm-hmm. so um, that's the NFL I grew up with. And that's why it'll be really cool for me to be at be at the game it won't be candlestick which i love so much i mean so the beauty of candlestick it was right there in the heart of san francisco right there you fly in you saw a candlestick now it's in san jose so i'm flying into san jose i'm staying in san jose it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to stay in san francisco it's, it's you know a long you, drive away i was gonna say you know where you go i mean are you, how long are you gonna be there for just for the weekend flying up you saturday should go, you should go chill in walnut creek there we the go best area there and near Former stanford home of the uh, pac-12 yeah, there and then in Menlo Park near Stanford. Like, All those right. are the best two areas. I barely go to the city anymore if I'm there. I usually go and stay in the, the East Bay, like the nice areas. Nice. And that's it. 
You you mentioned you know thirty years, but to be fair, I, I'm semi biased. Obviously, yeah. I, I'm very anti Green Bay, but I mean, you guys, that was that was basically should have been considered a win if they. So that was my question to Which you. Which one? What Which moment one? hurt more? Yeah. The the Romo fumble or the Dez catch no catch? So the Romo fumble was worse because that was. That was the game right there. Dez's was like they still ha- they still had a chance. They, he totally got robbed, though. I mean, yeah. I, I think when I look at calls like that, if the official calls it the other way, no fan would, you know, who can watch the game is gonna say that that's not a catch. So I don't know with with, with those two teams. By the way, that they, they weren't championship teams in my view. Like if, I thought that that team th- really with was. Des and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although the week prior, when they beat the Lions, they also kind of got a iffy call that went their way. What was that? It was like a timeout, no timeout, some some weird Something, yeah. or a ref threw a flag and then he's like, oh, just kidding. You know, we, Something so we've, happened. we've talked about the Cow- the Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since '96. The crazy thing for me is that they have not been to the conference championship game since then either. And you talk about a franchise like this they're not the clippers like, like we've joked that the, you know the clippers have never made the conference champion like, except for when they finally did when Kawhi gets hurt against the jazz paul george puts that team on his back they actually get for the first time in franchise history to the conference finals for the cowboys not to have at least so if they win on sunday a big if i get it for the first time since 96 to be to the conference championship game so, so we'll see how that oh my gosh out. i hope that doesn't happen yeah um, um Listen, the two teams I grew up with, uh, but you know, it was the Cowboys and the Lakers, and I know Armani Buck is going to crap on both of my. Da- I mean, by the way, so like Sunday was one of like the great days of no, no, not Sunday on Monday. So the Cowboys win the first road playoff game in th- thirty years, and LeBron James has nearly a forty point, fifty point triple double, amazing performance by King James, and just. Armani Buckets just wants to crap on that entire day for me. I'll give you the floor. Why are the Lakers and why is LeBron not who we all think that they possibly could be? No, I mean, yes, the offense looked great, but also the Houston Rockets do not care and do not play defense. I don't know if you saw the quote by Eric Gordon two weeks ago, Rosh. Did you see that quote? Mm -mm. A, A reporter asked Eric Gordon, what improvements have you seen from the Rockets this season? And he blatantly said, no improvement. <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> team is in the worst boat to be in yeah. in the whole entire NBA. So I want to see it tonight. Tonight they play Sacramento, okay. which they just beat by two the other week. But remember, that win against Sacramento was a lot a lot to do with Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant. And Thomas Bryant has lost his minutes recently to Wenyan Gabriel yeah, because, no sense. because of defense. He can't that doesn't guard. matter. They don't play defense anyways. They need Thomas Bryant on the floor for offense. I hear opinion. you. I just think that tonight is a night where Sabonis and Fox. I mean, they were on NBA Today yesterday singing each other's praises. I think this is a big statement for Sacramento. The West, and we keep talking about this, it's incredible when you look at you know the, 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 the teams we thought could be contenders uh, coming into this season. Clippers right now, 23 and 23. Golden State, 22 and 22. The Thunder, amazingly, kind of in the mix here at 21 and 23. Phoenix Suns, quietly, all the way down to the 12th seed, 21 and 24. The Lakers, 20 and 24. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, I mean, again, things could either straighten out or when you look at the top of the conference, these are teams that have never been to the finals before. You talk about the Denver Nuggets, the Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, by the way, never been to the finals. I mean, uh, the top four teams 
have never been there. So the uh, Sacramento Kings. That's incredible. Unbelievable. To be. How about Mike Brown? Yeah. Can we talk about? I mean, again, gets kind of crapped on because it's like. Whoever coaches LeBron James will never get the credit they d- deserve. So I thought he was a good coach at Cleveland. D- didn't win a championship. He gets shown the door. Obviously, a bad situation here with the Lakers. Kind of really proves himself as one of the best assistant coaches in the league. With the Warriors, previ- previously did that with the Spurs. What he's done with the Kings is incredible so far. It really is. And it's it's funny because Mike Brown is a defensive-minded coach, and yet their offense is the, is the talk of the NBA. Yeah. Their offense is... That's why I'm, I'm so excited to see tonight's game, because the Rockets put up 132 points. Yeah. The Kings put up 132 <laughs> points maybe on a bad night. So tonight... We might be looking at 140 I told plus. You, you keep hating on the Lakers. Right now, they are a better team than the Clippers. That's a hot take, but it's true. The it's Clippers lost by yeah. like 20 yesterday to a team the Lakers should have beat on the last possession. So what? Yeah, let's t- take a second. But uh, but, but you never that. talk yeah. about the Clippers. You come in and say, oh, the Lakers, they're screwed. Where, where are we at? What do you, you mean the Lakers are in a better position <laughs> than the Clippers, no, dude? Because not. the Clippers. No, 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 no. Because the Clippers ceiling was championship this year. The Lakers ceiling play into like seven six seed from and that, they're in a great position right now from that, that perspective you're absolutely right brandon i mean the clippers <clears throat> it's championship or bust and they look like a joke but again i want to see the clippers with some continuity before we see what they are last night yes they lost big but it was a close game going into the fourth quarter and then they just fell apart they fall apart consistently because their offense stinks and i don't know how you fix that but that team it's still to me like there is a way for them to figure this out. I don't think they will, but I I still have that glimmer of hope. With the Lakers, when you look at their upcoming schedule, again, they don't have a margin for error at this point. There's there's what 35 40 eh, 35 games left and when is their next win? Do you think they're going to win tonight? It's either no, I I mean I it's think Utah? the Kings will win tonight. No, I think oh, it'll be a Portland yeah. and a Sunday. Um <laughs> But I but I'm really more fascinated by the Clippers because here's why I think there's a higher upside for the Lakers. There's no Anthony Davis right now, and I still think that there's a prospect for a trade. Now, with the Clippers last night, they get Paul George back. So Paul George played last night. They Kawhi still got played thrilled. last night. And then at, at some point, because you're kind of holding on to this hope, like when both guys play, when they're healthy, and it's like, I don't know. Well, Armani I, Buckets is a prophet, and in two senses it can um, are evident of that. It, it, two takes he had preseason. Clippers need a big. What was evident last yeah. night? Who was getting buckets like nobody's business? Joel Embiid. Yeah. I know he does that against anybody, but the Clippers have a top seven defense. They can't be giving up 48 PRA, like points, rebounds, and assists yeah. to Joel Embiid. So they need another big. That's evident, right? I don't care about Mike Conley, all this news. Like, no, don't get another guard. I know John Wall and Reggie Jackson suck. You need another big, right? And for the Lakers, he said no perimeter defenders. And look what happens. They have zero perimeter defenders. And I made the joke yesterday. He said, hey, they can't guard bigs. They can't guard guards. And then I was like, wait, they can't guard wings. What is yeah, it? So they, they can't, can't guard, guard anybody. Yep. But when Davis comes back, at least he'll be able to guard bigs. Where does your confidence, and we'll have to talk to Tim Lee when he's back. But like, where does your confidence lie with the, the Clippers? Because we've seen them fully healthy. We've seen them with Kawhi and Paul George. They don't look like a good team. We haven't seen them fully healthy for what, three weeks in a row. 
Which, by the way, that, that's a big problem because it's not load management. They have just not been healthy during a stretch like that. Paul George is sitting out tonight. He just came back, and as soon it's as the ridiculous. game ended, uh, which, by the way, by the way, these players it. are frustrated too. I, 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 it's not just the fans out there. I mean, there's guys within the, that team who are definitely frustrated by what's happening there. Um, you know, because this this would be the most disappointing season in Clippers franchise history, and I'll tell you why. Because I covered those teams when they had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. They were good teams. I always felt they were the fifth best team in the league. Never top four, top two. This team came into this season with championship expectations. So I, I don't mean to go right yeah. back to the Lakers, sure. but I know we're running a little low on time. This was my theory last night, and this is not a like a hot take or something that's new. But after what we saw with, let's say this season doesn't work out, right? Let's yeah. say the Lakers flame out. Let's say they miss the playing tournament sure. again. Yeah. We just saw what the Utah Jazz did last offseason. You have That's Donovan incredible. Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and you turn them into this young, exciting, fun team with a ton of assets. Yeah. They traded away their two top players, right? They yeah. got rid of both of them. You're looking at LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and if this season doesn't work out, and you possibly you have the roadmap with we, we just saw Utah do it. We literally just saw did. it. Yeah. So can you see a situation where the Lakers potentially say, okay, AD, you're gone. LeBron, no. you're gone. We're we're blowing this up because because of their pride, they'll never do it. Should they? I mean, we've been saying for the last year and a half, they won their it's championship rebuild. I mean, I think not there's a, a lot of teams that would love to have the turnaround that the Jazz did. But, you know, it, it's, and you know, is the trust there that Rob Polinka could yeah. pull off a move like that? So we'll see. I, I agree with Brandon. I don't think that they will make that kind of move. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll talk some more Lakers, some more Clippers. When uh, we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline right now and join our good friend, the sports guy, Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? I'm good, Arash. What's up? Not much. Big game Sunday, and I'm having flashback to our old K-Max days back when I used to <laughs> you know, hear the sports gods, uh, Dave Smith and Joey Heim. Back, back then, Dave, it was every year, Cowboys and 49ers, the okay. winner of that championship game. That was the, the de facto Super Bowl would go on to win the whole thing. Um, you know, not quite the same this year, 
but just love the vibes, love this playoff matchup again. They met a year ago in the playoffs. San Francisco won. Your thoughts on the game on Sunday? Well, I'm hoping as a 49ers fan, Mike McCarthy will be just as stupid. Remember that quarterback? Remember that quarterback draw yeah. with no timeouts last yeah. year at the end of the game. And well, this is one of the great rivalries in all the sports. You're, you're right, Arash. You're going back to the uh, early to mid '90s, and they played in the playoffs several times since then. And here we go again. Um, I, I, this is going to be a really good game. The, the Cowboys look fantastic Monday night. If Dak, if Dak plays like that, they're going to be hard to beat. He was almost perfect, 25 yeah. for 33, using his legs or winning with his arm uh, but you know this Cowboys team the reason I think the 49ers are going to win is they have a much better defense than Tampa Bay much better offense. this is a whole different team yeah. the Cowboys are going up against and they're so inconsistent they're up and down as great as they look Monday they look just as bad the week before losing 26 to 6 to the commanders and yeah. I don't even think they scored a touchdown that game so I, I'm just um, I'm not convinced the Cowboys can do this two weeks in a row Dave, I do think it will be a close game. And when I say this, I, I get nervous because I'm going to be pulling for the Cowboys. I think it'll come down to a field goal. Dave, we saw something on Monday that we've never seen before and we will ne- never see again. Brett Maher missing four straight PATs, five if you count the last. So the Cowboys did score one touchdown against the Commanders in that lone touchdown. Brett Maher missed the PAT, goes on against Tampa Bay, misses his first four PAT attempts. Wow. Dave, they are going to stick with him. And he's their, their 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 kicker on Sunday. Uh, I mean, have you ever seen it? I mean, we've never, we've never. never seen anything like that. But Dave, he's going to be their kicker on Sunday. Yeah, well, I guess I guess he's been pretty good this year. Yeah. Hopefully, I guess what what they're hoping is it was just an off night for some reason. But you know, the final score was 31-14, 45 Arash. Yeah. You know, the total was forty five and a half. Uh, <laughs> well, well, that's a bad beat if you had the <laughs> if you had the over for that game. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he has another off game as a 49ers fan. But uh, yeah, that's got to be a huge concern now. But, but if you're Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys, maybe it's in his head. Uh, maybe he's kind of got the yips like a golfer who's got a hook or a slice and can't get rid of it. And uh, we'll, we'll see come Sunday. Dave, I want to ask you about the other NFC game. And it's a two part question. First of all, who do you like between the Eagles and the Giants? And then second part of the question has Danny Dimes done enough for you to justify a contract extension long-term staying with the Giants? Absolutely, yes. I mean, this, this guy, he's a really good quarterback. He was just the victim of really poor coaching and bad upper management, bad front office by the Giants. And he's showing what he can do. Now, he finally has a good coach and somebody who believes in him and somebody who's smart enough to know his strengths. You know, he's, he's a lot like Dak. That he can get to the outside. He can use his legs. He's got a good arm. Uh, and uh, he's finally being used properly and has a coach who believes in him. So, absolutely, I think he's worth the contract. And I like the Eagles in the game. Uh, I know, I know. Jalen might not be a hundred percent, but he said uh, he's had two weeks to rest here, and they've been the best team. Well, in my opinion, the second best team in the NFL all year. I think it ends for the Giants here come uh, come Saturday. Yeah, I agree. Now, I wanted to ask you, Dave, about the other games because one of them's a should be a blowout in the Chiefs Jaguars, although we don't know for sure. But the other one is a pick 'em by a lot of people's standards, right? The Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. They may have the best all-around team in the in the AFC, according to some people. You know, the Chiefs have some flaws defensively. You could say the Bills, but this is going to be a good game. Who do you have in that one, Bills, Bengals, in Buffalo? 
Uh, I got the. I know the Bills couldn't play well against the Dolphins, and they very easily could have lost that game. But I got the Bills here at home. Uh, I think they'll bounce back and play a lot better this this week. And but you, you just get the feeling with Demar Hamlin, this is their year, don't you, to get to the Super Bowl? They're, they're going to win one for Demar, and and the fact that he was that he was saved when it looked like he was going to die on the field against the uh, Bengals earlier. Uh, I, I think this is the year the Bills get to the Super Bowl. Dave, uh, you know, I think that there was a feeling for quite some time that Tom Brady would come back, perhaps not in Tampa Bay, and certainly now when you when you watch that pre- press conference, at the very least, he's done in Tampa Bay. But yep. He did not look good this season, Dave. He did uh, certainly did not look good in the game on Monday. If you're Las Vegas, if you're some other team out there, do you make a run at Tom? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think it was more a case of, you know, that offensive line was whole, They had injuries and they were terrible this year in Tampa, but they had no running game. The defense wasn't great. And, you know, while Brady might not be what he used to be, he still threw for over 5,000 yards this year. He was third in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, you look Monday night, he had two touchdown passes and threw for 350. I know he threw it a lot, but he sort of had four touchdown passes. He had two drops in the end zone by his receivers. I still think he can get it done, even at 46 next year. You you put him with a better coach, a better offensive line, and some playmakers. And I was going to bring up part of that. See, this is why you're a genius, Ross. I, I was going to bring up the Raiders yeah. right there for a good team for him next year. Uh, you got an all-pro tight end. Um, Mount Devontae Adams, you've got arguably the best receiver in the NFL. You've got a, you got a running game with Josh Jacobs, uh, uh, a coach that he's played for and had great success with before, and Josh McDaniels. Uh, you know, they're not far away from being really good. They lost a lot of really, really close games this year. I think with those weapons and those playmakers and a coach he's familiar with, I think Brady can bounce back and have a great year next year. Yeah, I agree completely, and I think that's the route he's going to go. They need a quarterback. It's just too good to be true, right? And if it's not Brady, I I think they go after Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, now here, here, now here's a question for you: If Sean Payton's available, would they fire McDaniel's and hire him? I, I know Brady's familiar with McDaniel's, but, but, but Payton's a big upgrade from him as a head coach. I don't think they're going to part ways with McDaniel. I never thought they should have hired him. Um, I think anybody from the Belichick coaching tree is, you know, yep. kind of inept. It's all Belichicked. It's all Belichick, so it's not like a Kyle Shanahan coaching tree or a McVay coaching tree, you know. So, but I do think that they have the roster. I mean, they won eleven games with Derek Carr, 10, 10 and eleven games, yeah, uh, last year with Hunter Renfro as his best receiver, right? So, you know, people say Carr is the problem, and yeah, he had a very bad year, but I think McDaniel's was the one who is the biggest problem. I mean, he blew nine yeah. games in the second half, right? So, I mean, he's not a great coach, but if you get Brady, that's kind of fixed, the second half problems, right? Yeah. Because he's a winner well, at the end of the day. If I, could get, if I could get Sean Payton, I'd fire Josh McDaniels in a heartbeat oh, yeah. if I were Mark Davis. Aren't they still paying Gruden? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they kind yeah. of, that, that was a very unique situation, obviously, where they had to pay him off because of, so. I wait, but by the way, Dave, wait, no, um, um, how did that work out? Because I, so I, I think that they fired him for cause, which means you don't have to pay him out. But then I think so. I think it you're went right. to court. Again, we'll, we'll take a look at how that worked out. But Dave, I've buried the lead because you brought up Sean Payton, which I always thought made a ton of sense for him to go to the Chargers. So again, uh, Staley was on the hot seat going into that game against Jacksonville. Yeah. They're up 27 to nothing, and they blow it in Charger fashion. Oh, and boy. now we, we get word that, listen, it was, you know, they, they basically told him, like, if you want to come back, you got to, you know, kind of clean house. So he fires the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, fires his offensive, uh, so uh, the offensive coordinator, QB coach. So it looks like Brandon Staley will be back, Dave. I mean, how crazy is that? That's what we did with you back in the day, Ross. Remember, 
Remember the boss came in and said, if that guy sings the Persian, the Iranian national anthem again, get rid of him on your show. And that I was showing the door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, uh, yeah, I I thought Staley was going to get the boot after that game. That's kind of inexcusable, blowing a 27 to nothing. You know, he kind of screwed up his timeouts and screwed up the clock, as a lot of NFL coaches do. But uh, evidently, he's going to be back because he sacrificed a couple of his assistants and threw them under the bus. And, And when you bring up Peyton, a lot of people forget he's under contract to the end of 2024 with That's the Saints so for another two years. So yeah. you've got to trade for him. So how much are you willing to give up via trade? I know he interviewed with the Houston Texans yesterday, and he said, boy, this is a good job. Yes, I'd be interested in this. And what, what, what will Houston be willing to give up? You know, they have the second and the 12th picks in the draft coming up. Wow. If I'm the Saints, I want that number two pick in the draft because I need a quarterback. I'm going to get C.J. Stroud or, or Bryce Young. That's it. I'm holding strong and I'm not going to blink. I want that number two picker. It's no deal. Hire somebody else. What's, I'm trying to figure out what would be fair compensation because it was probably the best comparison would be when John Gruden left to Oakland, went to Tampa Bay. And by the way, they've totally worth it, right? Because Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Yep. But And that, that was two number ones, two number wow. twos, and $8 million. Dave, I, I don't know yeah. if a team out there would do that. I, as great as Sean Payton is, no. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a huge, that, that's a heck of a haul right there. Well, I want a number one pick. Yeah. To start, and it depends on where it is. Now, if he goes to Denver, you know, they have San Francisco's first pick this year, which is going to be, what, 30, 30? That, that's not anywhere near enough if I'm the Saints. That's way too. Now, Houston, I mean, if he goes there, straight up, you give me that number two pick, I don't want anything else. I'd make that trade straight up. But if the pick's lower than that, like Houston has a 12-2, I want more. Or if a team's picking middle first round, that's not enough. I want more I want more picks and maybe a player or two. And Dave, we've talked a lot about Jim Harbaugh. It looked like he, he may be looking at the pro game again, but it looks like he's going to go back to Michigan. You saw firsthand the way he turned around things in San Diego in college, when he went to Stanford, when he went to San Francisco. Yep. It seemed like he, he he should get a job. There's something there, Dave, whether you know he's hard to work with, whether he's good for a couple of years and then not. I mean, there's just something there. I think he kind of gets a bad rap for that a little bit. You know, San Diego, they wanted to keep him. He did a great job there. Stanford didn't want him to go. They offered him a new contract, and they wanted to keep him the way he turned that program around, but he wanted to try the NFL. Now, he did have problems in San Francisco where um, they, they canned him even though he took him to an NFC championship game, had a Super Bowl. There were just some irreconcilable differences between him and upper management there, but I don't know. I, I haven't really heard any problems being tough to work with in Michigan. I know a couple of years ago, they, they cut his salary and there were rumors that they might fire him, but that was because he wasn't winning enough and wasn't yeah. beating Ohio State. I think it gets kind of a bad rap for that. Uh, I think he's just waiting for the right NFL job. Um, he loves Michigan. He's happy staying there, but I think uh, if the right NFL job opened up, he would certainly take it. Yeah. yeah, and Dave, I wanted to ask you this question, right? The Niners have won 11 straight. I told Arash the Cowboys have more pressure on them than the 49ers in this game. I think the 49ers really think they're going to win this game pretty handedly. Now, I don't know if they do, but the, I feel like with Jerry Jones as the owner, there's always pressure, but there shouldn't be, right? I mean, they won their first playoff road game in 30 years. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's more pressure on the Cowboys to win this game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Especially when you look at who their owner is. But uh, I think a lot of the pressure is off, though, on McCarthy. I think if they would have lost to Tampa Monday night, he might not have been back next year. Uh, 
I think winner, if they lose uh, coming up this Sunday against the Niners, I think McCarthy certainly will be back next year with the Cowboys. But that, that's a good question about which team has more pressure here. And I think now we point at the coaches again. And, you know, we've talked about this, how we both feel about uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, how he, may, he does a lot of stupid things in fourth quarters and toward the end of games. And, and, you know, and, uh, and so does Mike McCarthy. This could be a battle of the dummies. Like with five, if this game is close with five minutes to go, which guy's going to screw up the clock the worst, screw up his timeouts, make stupid decisions? Uh, uh, this could get interesting. So that, that's what I'm really concerned about as a 49ers fan. Shanahan's performance in the last minutes of close games. Look at him as the offensive coordinator with, a, with a, the 28-3 to game with the Falcons. And that Super Bowl two years ago was against Kansas City when he blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, when he screwed up the clock and screwed up the game management and screwed up the time and conservative play calling i could go on all day about that all right dave uh, also correct me if i'm wrong in my lifetime not yours but my lifetime since i was born in early 99 this is dave, the best. we feel old though we just, uh, yeah. this, is, this is the you were best born in 99 yeah i was born in 99 early what 99. the hell are you doing there i lost you gotta pay his dues <laughs> exactly uh, i agree uh, uh wise uh, uh, above my years as there I we go say, as there i would go. say um no i look this is the best 49ers team i've seen in my lifetime i'm just gonna say it it's better than the yep. 2020 team that went to the super bowl it's better than the the two Harbaugh teams that were in the NFC Championship in the Super Bowl, in my t- opinion, would you agree? It's not Dave? better than the '94 team. No, but I no, wasn't exactly. alive. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, alive, yeah. <laughs> and they yeah, won that the year. That I think that might be the best 49ers team ever that yeah. year. When you look at that well, team, Dave, they're, they're, they're too you. young to remember those teams. But remember when yeah. Car- Carmen Policy didn't care about the salary cap, found a way to sign every you know Deion Sanders, Richard yep. Dent, Gary. Pl- I mean, you, you look like. Uh, it was a who's who, Dave. It was crazy. Oh, absolutely. And I agree. I think this is the best 49ers team in recent memory. And, uh, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I talked to some people in the 49ers organization, you know, back in the day in the 80s when they were winning all those Super Bowls. It said, um, it said the owner... Eddie DeBartolo fired Bill Walsh probably 25 times um, <laughs> during, during that. They'd always have blowups and fights. And Common Policy said he'd come, he'd park his car in the facility. And he said, I can't tell you how many times I saw Bill Walsh, Bill Walsh coming out the front door with a big box with all, with all of his uh, personal belongings saying, I just got fired. <laughs> yeah. And Dave, I wanted to switch gears here to basketball really quick because what Nikola Jokic is doing is extremely special in Denver. The favorite yeah. now um, in Vegas everywhere to win a third straight MVP. The guy's averaging 25 points, 11 rebounds, 9.8 assists. Uh, just Triple incredible. Double. PER of 32, the highest in the NBA. His PRA, points per 100 possessions, also the highest, one of the highest in the NBA. His assist percentage at the center position, highest in the NBA. Almost every advanced statistic he's leading and the team's first in the Western Conference. He has this offense almost to the Celtics level, which would have been a top five offensive rating of all time. They're almost tied at, like, I think, 118.3. Is is it? It's his MVP to lose. Am I wrong, Dave? Right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He should win the third straight MVP. But now you've got to worry about the petty, vindictive, uh, um, ridiculous writers who vote for this award. This is what you got to be concerned about because remember, Steve Nash won back to back. I think it was two thousand five and two thousand six back to back MVPs. And in two thousand seven, he had a better year than the two previous years. He should have won three in a row. He got robbed that year. But he didn't get it. Remember, they voted for Dirk Nowitzki, and they interviewed a lot of the writers, and they said, well, 
you know, Larry Bird and Wilt and Bill Russell are the only ones who ever won three straight. Those are the only three in NBA history. And he's not in their class. And we're not going to put him in the three straight club because he's not as good. So for that reason alone, they didn't vote for him. So I hope that doesn't happen again with the Jokic here. This might be crazy, but I think he's in that class. I think when we go down and look at the history of basketball, this might be the most one of the most special yep. players we've seen, we've witnessed with our eyes. And he gets underappreciated. I mean, he's so dominant. You look at the triple doubles. I mean, the triple double he had last night. 36 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 13 out of 14 from the floor. This is an efficient triple-double, you know, 12 out of whatever, right? You can make a case here when you look at Jokic and uh, the Greek freak and Doncic and uh, maybe even Embiid, the the four best players in the league are all um, international foreign players. And whoever thought we'd ever see this day. Yeah, it, it really is crazy to think about, Dave. I wanted to switch gears real quick right back to the NFL um, as a fan of the Chicago Bears, I, uh. this, this, <laughs> why why the grunt? Fields is a superstar? You're no, chilling. Well, that that's my question for you. I want to put. What you, do you do? Yep. Yep. In the position of the GM, number one pick, you have Justin Fields as your quarterback. What do you do? Uh, you know, I like Fields a lot. Uh, I he had a really good year this year. He makes plays with his legs. He can throw. I think he's been the victim of horrible coaching and a terrible front office and terrible general managers there. I, I would be inclined to keep him. I like him a lot. I know the GM said that uh, he's going to have to be blown away to take anybody else, but uh, I would... You know, I would keep him and then maybe trade down because, you know, I don't think you'll take another quarterback and try to trade him after the draft. So do you you take an impact player with that number one pick and keep fields? And if you do decide to keep fields, maybe do you trade that pick down and try to get more assets? Dave, our last two minutes, I want to bring this up because I'm so impressed by it. But my colleague over here is not what LeBron James has done post his 30. Eighth birthday, Dave. We've never seen. Yep. I mean, it's nothing even remotely close to this. I mean, put into context what he's doing in his twentieth season post his thirty eighth birthday. I think uh, I know this. I don't know if you would agree or not. I think you could make a case for LeBron for MVP this year. When when you look at with AD yeah. being out, and I know this Laker team is garbage, and they were, and he's not going to win it. But twenty and twenty four, what would they be if he weren't playing? Oh. Maybe zero and forty four. Exactly. You think uh, he has been? He's shooting sixty percent from the floor and averaging thirty six points a game since AD went out. It's incredible. And and this is with every defense knowing he's the go to guy and running a man and a half at him the whole game and trying to deny him the ball and he's still playing this well at 38 in his 20th year in the league it's unbelievable Dave final 30 seconds here Uh, I brought this up in the first segment we saw what the Utah Jazz did after last season Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert left if the Lakers missed the play-in tournament could you see them take a similar approach after seeing the success that the Jazz have had blowing it up Oh, you mean trading LeBron and AD and starting over? Trying to get assets? Correct. Um... I, I would tend not to do that. I, I think they're still pretty I think they're a playoff team if, if AD is playing and healthy. Boy, is that a big if. That's right. a capital I yeah. and a capital F. But getting rid of Westbrook's contract next year is going to free up some cal- salary cap space. And I, 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 I might I might try to go again another year and make some offseason improvements. Hopefully Rob Palenka can, can do something here in the offseason and 
By the way, speaking of guys getting the bad rap, I think he does as well. I think this this is LeBron and Clutch's baby, yeah. this roster here. They're the ones who made the Westbrook deal. So I think maybe in the offseason, without Westbrook's contract, and you still got two superstars, maybe you can build around them and bring in some help in the offseason. I might give this a run for another year if I were the Lakers. Yep, then they probably will. Dave, you're the best. I will talk to you on Sunday. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit